Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, The inevitable. What is the inevitable? And what will make you know what the inevitable is? Welcome to Before the Trumpet. I am Shu'aib and I am pleased to take you on a journey through the texts of the Qur'an and Sunnah, tracing the signs that lead to the final hour and events of the inevitable. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala al-mab'uthi rahmatan lil'alameen. Nabiyyina Muhammadun wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man ihtada bihadihi wa qtada bisunnatihi ila yawmiddin wa ba'd. Welcome back to our series on Alamatu al-Sa'ah, the signs before the final hour. We have been discussing until now about the Jal. We spoke about the Ahadith regarding Ibn Sayyad, regarding the other liars, the Jalun, that would appear before the end of times. And then we also mentioned the Hadith uh, concerning the Jal with Jassasa, Al Jassasa in it as well. Then now we've been mentioning the Ahadith in which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells us about the disaster that will be created by the Jal left and right before the end of times. So there are numerous ahadith, one namely the hadith of Nawaz ibn Sam'an al-Kilabi radiallahu anhu, in which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam told us about the havoc that will wreak as a result of the emergence of Dajjal. There are other ahadith that we have as well. We have the hadith of Abu Umamat al-Bahiliyyi radiallahu ta'ala an, and others also. So what we could do is perhaps try to take from each one of these ahadith the part of the hadith that is related to the Jal, because some of them also mention the coming, the descent of Sayyidina Isa ibn Maryam alayhi salam, and they also go on to mention the emergence of Ya'juj wal Ma'juj. Let us focus on the havoc that will be caused by the Jal himself. The hadith of An-Nawas ibn Sam'an radiallahu anhu, he mentions, one morning the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam spoke about the Dajjal, and sometimes while describing him, he described him as insignificant, while sometimes he described him as being so dangerous that we thought that he might just be in the clump of date palms nearby. So when we went to the Prophet ﷺ later on, after having this discussion or this, after talking to us about the Jal, he noticed ﷺ, the fear in our faces. So we asked him, he, he asked us when he saw us in the state, what is the matter with you? So we said, Ya, ya Rasulullah, this morning you spoke of the Jal, and sometimes you described him as insignificant. Whereas sometimes you described him as being so dangerous, we actually thought he was in the clump of date palms nearby. So the Prophet ﷺ said that I fear for you in other matters besides the Dajjal as well. And then he said, if he Dajjal appears while I am amongst you, then I will contend with him on your behalf. You've got nothing to worry about. But if he appears while I am not amongst you, then each man must contend with him on his own behalf. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of every Muslim on my behalf. And then he begins the description of Dajjal. The Prophet ﷺ said, he'll be a young man. He'll have short, 
short curly hair. He'll have one eye floating. And then he describes who he would like him liken him to. He says, I would liken him to Abdullah Uzza bin Qatan. And whoever amongst you lives to see Dajjal should recite the opening verses of Surah Al-Kahf. These will be a means of protecting one from the tribulation and the trial of Dajjal. The Prophet ﷺ goes on. He says, he will appear on the way between Syria and Iraq. And he will cause, he will create disaster left and right wherever he goes. The Prophet ﷺ encourages us, Ya ibadallahi fathbutu, O servants of Allah, adhere to the path of truth, remain steadfast. So then we said, the Prophet ﷺ actually described to us that he will be in this world for 40 days. And the first of these 40 days would be like one year. And the second day of the 40 would be like a month. Whereas the third would be like a week and the rest of the days would be like normal days. So the Sahaba radiallahu anhum said, Ya Rasulullah, for the day which is like a year, will one day's prayers be sufficient? It's amazing to see that the Sahaba radiallahu anhum are worried about their prayers. I mean, this is one of the greatest fitan, one of the greatest tribulations that will occur, that will happen, that are awaited before the end of times. And here the Sahaba radiallahu anhums, their focus is on what do we do with our salah during that time. They understood the importance of salah to this extent. So the Prophet just told us that the first day is one year long. What are we going to do, Ya Rasulullah, in regards to our prayers? Are we only going to pray the prayers of one day, which is five? Will that suffice? The Prophet said, no, no, no. You must make an estimate of the time. Make an estimate of the time and then, as such, observe the prayers. So the Sahaba, عنهم, they're curious to know more about Dajjal now. He said, they said, Ya, ya Rasulullah, how quickly will Dajjal be able to walk upon the earth? So the Prophet said, like, he will, he, will, he will walk, he will traverse, travel like, like a cloud that is driven by the wind. And he'll come to the people and he'll call them, of course, to a false religion. And there will be people who will believe in him. They will respond to him. And then for these people, he will issue a command to the sky that it rains and it will rain. And he will issue a command to the earth and the earth will produce crops. And after grazing on these crops, the animals of those who believed in him, they'll return with their udders being full of milk and their flanks will have stretched. And then he'll come to a second group of people and he'll tell these people to believe. He'll call these people to his false religion. But of course, they will reject his call, unlike the first group of people. And for these people, when he departs from them, these people will suffer famine. They will actually possess nothing in the forms of wealth. And he will pass through a wasteland and he will say to the land, bring forth your treasures. And the treasures will come forth from that land like swarms of bees. And then he will call a man that is brimming with his youth. 
He will strike this man with the sword. He will cut him in two. He will place the two pieces of this man who has been cut in two at the distance, like the distance between an archer and his target. And then he will call this man. And amazingly, this man will then come running and laughing to Dajjal. Now that was the hadith of, of Nawaz ibn Sam'an radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Now we also find in another hadith, the hadith from Abu Umamat al-Bahiliya radiallahu anhu, more on the description of Dajjal and that incident in particular. And we share with you what we find in this hadith, which perhaps we didn't find in the hadith of Nawaz ibn Sam'an radiallahu anhu. So the Prophet said, along with the list of things describing Dajjal, that he will actually start by saying that he is a prophet. And then Dajjal will, will start off with this. But the Prophet said that there is no prophet after me. So Dajjal will then actually go on to say that I am your Lord. But you will never see your Lord until you die. So the Prophet ﷺ tells the believers, know that he is not going to be your prophet. He is not going to be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he describes him one-eyed and your Lord is not one-eyed. And on his forehead will be written the word kafir. And every single Muslim literate or illiterate, will be able to read this. And he will have with him, he will bring the paradise and the hell which he will offer. But that which he calls hell will in fact be paradise, and that which he calls paradise will be hell. So whoever enters his hell, the Prophet ﷺ said, let him seek refuge with Allah. Let him recite the opening verses of Surah Al-Kahf, and that hell of Dajjal will become cool and peaceful for him, just as the fire became cool and peaceful for Ibrahim That was the doing of Allah. Any physical law of nature is a physical law of nature. It's a law simply because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants it to be. When Allah wants to do something with means, without means, against means, that is up to Allah. When Allah ordered the fire to become cool and peaceful for Ibrahim that is what the fire is then ordered to do when the fire then has to carry out and execute Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's order accordingly. So similarly, you enter into the fire of Dajjal. Rasulullah is teaching us that you seek refuge with Allah. You recite the, the opening verses of Surah Al-Kahf. And Allah willing, it will become cool and peaceful for you just as it did for Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam. Nonetheless, so Dajjal will, will, he will say to a Bedouin, a, a, a kind of like a villager, he will say, what do you think if I were to bring back your father and your mother to life for you? What do you think? Will you then bear witness that I am in fact your Lord? So the Bedouin will say, of course, yes. So there will be with Dajjal two devils that will be disguised as his mother and father. And then they will address this man and say, Oh, my son, Allah, follow him for he is indeed your Lord. And after this, Dajjal will be given power over one single person. He will kill that person. He will cut him in two with a saw. And then he will say, look at this slave of mine. Now, I will resurrect him. 
but he will still claim that he is a Lord other than me. Dajjal will say this to those who believe in him and are listening to what it is that he has to say. I'm going to kill this boy, yet after being killed by me, he will still claim that there's a Lord other than me after he is resurrected by me. So he will saw him in two and Allah will resurrect him. And the Jal will then say to this boy, he'll ask him, who is your Lord? And this man, this young man will answer that my Lord is Allah and you are the enemy of Allah. This is the very same man that the Jal has just cut into two and brought back to life. And Allah had given him this power and he'll only be able to do with this one man as such. And no other person will Dajjal be able to kill and bring back to life or resurrect in this same manner. Only to try to deceive even further the people that he might just be the God. But when this young man has been brought back to life, what does he say? That my Lord is Allah and you are are the enemy of Allah. You are the Dajjal. And by Allah, I have never been more sure of this fact than I am today. So Abu Sa'id anhu said that the Prophet said, that man will have the highest status amongst my ummah in paradise. And one of the greatest things that I came across when reading the book of the end by Ibn Kathir was this line in which the Sahaba used to say, By Allah, we never thought that man would be any other than Umar ibn Khattab until he passed away. When the Prophet mentioned that this honor would be enjoyed by the greatest martyr of this ummah, we thought that perhaps that would have been none other than Umar ibn Khattab. But as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so decreed, Umar would move on. The Prophet would, would then go on describing Dajjal. And he would say that uh, the he referred to the hadith of Abu Rafi'ah, which said that part of his fitna will be the fact that he will pass through an area whose people will deny him. None of their livestock will remain alive. He will pass through a second area whose people will believe in him. He will order the sky to rain and the earth to bring forth crops and their flocks will return from grazing fatter and they uh, fatter than they have ever been for those who believed in him but for those who didn't they will be struck by famine in this hadith the prophet ﷺ mentioned that he will be able to access every place on earth except from mecca and medina and this is more on the Jal's appearance before the end of time. And inshallah, in the next episode, we will discuss what the Prophet ﷺ has encouraged every believing man and woman to do to be saved from this trial and tribulation, which is amongst the worst of tribulations with which anyone from the Ummah of Muhammad could possibly be tried and tested. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us and stay tuned. Inshallah. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.